Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. So I'm going to be sharing my testimony with you today. I didn't expect it that I was going to be doing it today, but at the same time I did, so there was a bit of a miscommunication there. But for some reason, I wanted to prepare one anyway, and then turned out the guy that was going to do it originally, he didn't rock up, so we'll go with that. All right, so this is my testimony. For as long as I remember, my parents have been introducing God to me through church and those really cute picture books I still roughly remember. And when I was in year one, I asked my parents, out of curiosity, what a Christian was. And that day, I became one myself. Unfortunately, I didn't make any consistent habits of reading the Bible or praying outside of the church setting, so my faith really lacked roots. I mean, I did become obsessed with reading a picture Bible, and I read that book probably a million times before I moved on to something else, but I only read it for the pictures. So I knew a lot of the stories, but I didn't see how God was working through those people. I did have revelations from time to time, but I wasn't wasn't inspired to grow from it. So, in short, I didn't really seek an intimate relationship with him for the first nine or ten years of my belief in him. So fast forward to some time in late autumn last year, I noticed that my mental health started going down the toilet. I didn't want to go to school some days, and I didn't want to talk to my friends or anyone for that matter, which wasn't like me at all. I became quite isolated from my friends during that time. I didn't hang out with them anymore, and I started to feel out of place. My mind also began to be filled with hurt, hatred, rebellion, contempt, sadness, and anxiety. And by late winter, I started to break down before I went to sleep. I just remember thinking, I need someone to save me from this mess. And then, God came into my thoughts. So I asked asked God while in that state, God, please help me. Because I figured that if he could forgive the sins and heal a paralyzed man's legs, he might forgive me and heal my heart too. In early last spring, as you might remember, we had a church camp. And while I was there, I felt this unexplainable joy and peace, probably for the first time in years and it just made me forget all about my suffering and then I started to think about where this was coming from and then I remember as we were singing and worshiping God I just experienced his presence quite powerfully and oh, it was amazing and I started to cry a little it just broke my heart because I finally understood that God was the one I needed all that time In that time, I began to see how God healed me in other hard times of my life. A few years back, I was severely bullied, and I took about a month off school because of the sleep-depriving anxiety from it. But God answered the prayers of my faithful parents, and I was able to return to school again. 
So he was there all this time, but I just didn't see him. Now that God was in my heart, I left that camp a changed person. After this, I began to actively seek God by joining a Christian community, reading my Bible and praying more. All these things have certainly helped me grow rapidly. As I started to fill my mind with God, all those horrible thoughts in my mind began to fade. And now, I love going to school, and God is certainly challenging me to hang out with my friends more. And also, I've felt alone since, now that I know that God is with me. Now that my relationship with God has grown quite a lot in these last nine months, I have been, had the opportunity to share the gospel with others and encourage young Christians in their faith too, with the same encouragement I received myself. And now, I declare I want to be in a relationship with God for the rest of my life, and that is my testimony. Thank you. So good. Thanks, Elijah. What a gift. What a gift to be able to, to hear the truth from Elijah's mouth of his heart and what God has done for him. And man, I just want to honor you in this place because he had zero preparation time and ha- heard that he was going to share that about 15 minutes ago, maybe 20, uh, 25 minutes ago. And so how good is it to hear the faith of, of someone and the journeys and struggles. And it's a reminder to us all, I think, that, that God is at work in us and through us. And even when we can't see Him, uh, He is there. So thank you so much, Elijah. And I look forward to preaching with Elijah uh, in some time next, uh, next month. Uh, we're going to do a team teaching together as well, which is an incredible uh, step forward for him. So I look forward to doing that as well. Uh, so super exciting. I'd like to invite Anne to come bring her testimony now. Please take your seats. Good morning, church. And good morning to everybody who's joining us online. So, okay. Now, before I kick off with my story, um, I'd like to say that Elijah and I did not speak today at all. In fact, I don't know, that we, apart from saying hello, that we've had a deep, meaningful conversation about anything. So I was pretty amazed by all of that but I was also pretty amazed about how it lines up with my own story. So it was just like, oh, wow, okay. A lot of the things, I'll just share. I'm just going to share. Okay, now I would like to think of myself as being a pretty logical, sensible person, not really given to flights of fancy, lots of emotion or fits of suggestibility or anything like that. So... The fact that God's brought me to this place means that he knows a lot more about me than I know about myself. There's a bit of humility right from the start, so that's okay. Um, Oh my goodness, yes. My story in some ways does echo Elijah's. I was not brought up in the church, but my goodness, I had a picture Bible. I read it from cover to cover. I knew the Bible stories. I could draw, I have on occasions been to uh, Sunday school. I did some pretty interesting colouring in of whales with very long eyelashes and they were pink. They were pretty good whales. I knew all about that one, but I knew all the stories. I understood religion very, very well. I understood church as a place where you go and you sit very still and you don't make any noise. I learnt to be good. I learned that 
What I learned and what I took away was Jesus loves the little children, but only the good ones. So I tried hard to be very good. I was very well behaved. I was very conscientious. I tried very, very, very hard. And as I grew up, what I took away was exactly that, that sense of be good, be well behaved, be compliant, don't make too much noise, and I did that very well. So I have, my, my story is very much not spectacular. I'm a very law-abiding citizen, very well-behaved child. And in time, I felt that God's rules were just too much. I didn't want to be a part of that. I didn't feel I could live up. I was never good enough. I was never tall enough. I was never fast enough. I was never clever enough, no matter how hard I tried. So like Elijah, that had, did take a, a toll on my mental health. So I spent a fair bit of my teenage years being very, very depressed. I wasn't treated. People didn't know about that sort of thing at that stage. Um, and mental health was certainly something that um, meant that you were going to be hospitalised and possibly lobotomised. So I, that was not part of my story. I didn't talk to anyone about it and I was, in fact, suicidal. I have planned on multiple occasions how I was going to end my life. And so you people here will not know that, but that was certainly a part of my story and had been up until some time. Uh, so there's a, a lot of story there, a lot of thinking, and a lot of trying very, very hard. But I walked away from God. God did not walk away from me, by the way. So. When I got to my early 40s, I came to a point in time where a couple of family members and a couple of friends faced something in their lives that most of us will experience at some stage. There were di two diagnoses of cancer. And at that point in time, I was hearing from the partners that how they were feeling, and I re that resonated with me. Not the person who was actually had the diagnosis, but the person who was caring for that person. And what I felt was I knew that whilst I was quite happy to say, accept myself as being a bunch of cells with a use-by date, I was okay with that. What I wasn't okay with and what I knew I would not be okay with was in the same situation that I would not be wanting to do deals with God, to deal my way out of it, negotiate my way out of it, because I was taught from a very young age to negotiate. My dad was um, a UN observer. So that's the sort of background. I come from a military background, but I knew that negotiation was important. So it's, I also knew that negotiating with, some, with a party that you don't understand or don't know very well is not a good point for negotiation. So I set out on a journey and I sought to understand. And in my typically conscientious way, I read and read and read. I read the Bible, I read commentaries, I read critique. I read all sorts of things. And little by little, step by step, God showed himself to me. What he showed me was grace. What I came to understand grace. And honestly, that had never been a part of my learning. It was not part of what my experience. I did not understand grace. We live in a world, grace is countercultural. We live in a world where we have balance sheets. You give, it's transactional. You give, you receive value in return. That, that's how it goes. 
Grace is not like that. Love is not like that. Love is not logical. We love, we love, we feel, and we experience grace when we accept that invitation. That was the invitation to me. I suddenly saw myself in a lot more like the way that God was seeing me, that the way he had seen me all along. He'd seen me in my try-hard, super conscientious, super nerdy attempts at doing things all on my own. But he reached out and he caught me. He caught me in that moment. He caught me in my vulnerability. He caught me in my need to just be loved. And that is just, just a gift that I cannot, I cannot ever, I didn't deserve, I can't repay, I can share though. And that's the invitation for me. He brought people into my space as I started the Alpha course, again out of curiosity and super nerdiness. I'm going to go and critique this thing and see how it works. But he brought people in with love and grace and stories, including one woman who I only just got to know and who received another cancer diagnosis. She died. But her experience through that and her knowledge, her grace, her wisdom was such beautiful, beautiful sharing. She was so assured of her faith, and my goodness, what an inspiration that woman was to me. How she just taught me to love and how she reached out to her family, how she gave to her family and shared and loved in her own really, really challenging time. Jan was just such an inspiration to me during that time. It was amazing. It was just like, it's step by step by step. So I never received the big bolt of lightning, the big revelation. I'm not Paul the, um, or Saul of Tarsus. You know, it just, it just, just is not me. He just, bit by bit, he opens up that pathway. I'm still on that journey. I'm still learning. I'm still learning every day. God shows me things every day, and I hear his, his voice. And mostly it's like a little nudge. Go on. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Get on with it. You know who you're supposed to talk to. Get brave, go and get over yourself, basically. But he does it in the most gentle, caring way. That's my experience. I can't, I can't make that up. That is really what has happened to me. And it's happened to me as an older person. Um, I wish I hadn't waited all that time. I wish I hadn't, it hadn't been such a long time. But every step of that way and every experience that I've had, God has used that in the things that I do now and the conversations I get to have. So in closing, well, I, well, there's two things I want to share. Firstly is the Bible verse that leapt out at me in, in our Alpha course, in our discussions. So I'd like to share from Philippians chapter 4. And some of you will know this verse, but if you don't, go and look it up and see, see what resonates with you. So Philippians chapter 4. Uh, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So my takeaway from that, of course, is transcends all understanding. I didn't have to understand. God is already there. God is already sharing through his words, sharing through his people, he shared, with, he shared with me, he opened doors for me, 
He closed some doors. I am completely sold out on that. That is, I know that I know that I know, without a doubt. But it is a journey. It is ongoing. It doesn't stop. It's just not a single episode. There are natural and supernatural, there is natural and supernatural evidence of his, his love and his power and the power of his Holy Spirit and it's acting out every single day for me. So my encouragement to you is this. I'm going to just read you a little poem and I hope that it resonates with you. The pilgrims paused on the ancient stones in the mountain gap. Behind them stretched the roadway they had travelled. Ahead, mist hid the track. Unspoken, the question hovered. Why go on? Is life not short enough? Why seek to pierce its mystery? Why venture further on strange paths, risking all? Surely that is the gamble for fools or lovers. Why not return quietly to the known road? Why be a pilgrim still? A voice they knew called to them, saying, this is Trasna, the crossing place. Choose, choose, go back if you must. You will find your way easily by yesterday's fires. There may be life in, in the embers still. If that is not your deep desire, stand still, lay down your load. Take your life firmly in your two hands, gently, you are trusted with something precious. While you search your heart's yearnings, what am I seeking? What is my quest? When your star rises within, trust yourself to its leading. You have the light for first steps. This is Trasna, the crossing place. Choose. This is Trasna, the crossing place. Come. That's my encouragement to you today to take that next step wherever you are in your faith journey, whatever it is that you're seeking, wherever the gaps are and the vulnerabilities in your life, know that you're not alone. God is with us. His Holy Spirit moves in this place and I would love to encourage you some, some more in that conversation. I give thanks for all of this. Thank you.